and welcome to the success briefing. We are currently in at the end of week six, so week six, day five, and it's fantastic that many of you are joining us live on this Zoom call, which is fantastic. We know that um, an increasing number of you are listening to these as part of the Success ID podcast. So wherever you're listening to uh, this show, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you for giving up a little bit of your time and hopefully what Georgia and I will manage to do over the next half an hour or so is to give you some food for thought to take away and to get through these very challenging times just a little bit more easily or a little bit more successfully. Um, but mindful as we are that it's not easy and for many people it's actually a really really challenging environment so if we can help in any way then that's what we're doing. So my name for those of you that aren't uh, aware or this is your first time you're listening you're very welcome my name is Dr Glenn Wallace and my ever-present co-host uh, Georgia Wallace is joining us as well so good morning George. Good morning everybody and good morning Dad. <laughs> yeah. um, Friday end of the week um, I've spoken to a number of uh, people over this week who both themselves but also uh, in terms of their teams where actually we're, they're experiencing some of the things you and I have spoken about recently which is that sense of this is just beginning to feel a little bit of a trudge or I'm finding this week a little bit of a dip. Um, I, I know that we spoke at the start of the week about the danger is if you hang your mood on what the weather's like for example and the weather had been brilliant in the UK for nearly six weeks you know there's a danger of that affecting you you know your mood i don't know what what's the what's the experiences that you're finding uh, inside uh, organ like the organization that you work with uh a mixed bag really yes. yeah. um i think i think some people are thriving in terms of um t making the most of it they're working out in the days they're being productive i think other people are struggling they may have kids um they may have other responsibilities that they're trying to manage as mm. well as um, trying to work. Yeah. And I think that trying to find that balance is quite difficult. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think, again, mixed, mixed bag. And personally, I would say a mixed bag, a bit of a mixed bag as, as well. I think potentially the weather this week, but I know we said not to tie it. But mm. I, I think it is a, it's a factor that we're all clinging on to because it's something that, yeah. Uh, we can't control it, but we, we know what could potentially happen in a day. And it is uplifting, yes. I have to say, to see a sunny day. And I can see some blue parts of the sky <laughs> out there. So it's looking good for today. I think I had a really interesting conversation with a former guest of uh, the Success ID podcast, John Higgins, yesterday, who did that fantastic research into um, speaking truth to power. And he and I were discussing uh, the experiences of the people that he's researching. And, and I know that you've uh, worked with John a little bit um, he he was talking about how important empathy is right now uh, you, mm. you talked about mixed bag and I think that's such an important response which is you know everybody's experience of this will be different and it's it's really uh, a challenge I think to appreciate just how different people's experiences have been you know and if you've got through this at the moment relatively unscathed it might be quite difficult to put yourself in the place of somebody who's in a much, much more challenging, and not, I don't just mean from an infection sort of disease perspective, but you know, what is the experience of going through uh, you know, this lockdown? For well, some people has, has been really challenging. So I, I hope as, uh, as people will look back on how we've worked uh, and the perspective you and I have taken here is, is that we haven't shied away from how difficult this experience is for some people. And just trying to help, you know, give people a bit of inspiration, a bit of motivation, uh, and hopefully something to cling on to to help sort of make things a little bit easier. 
but it, but always mindful of, of how challenging um, how challenging it is. For people that might be joining us new or uh, just a reminder for others, do you want to just run us through the kind of typical structure of the show so people get a sense of what they can expect from the flow? Yeah, so we'd start with um, listeners as leaders. So any so anything from the community that um, that they've they've experienced or a particular thought or a particular um, idea that they've had, you know, that's come potentially or been triggered from something that we've spoken about, but additionally something that um, that that you know that they've just come across during their day. I don't know whether we have any today or you've got. I've got a couple Any? of things to feed back into into there, mostly at my own expense. But um, yeah, I'm really <laughs> happy to share some. Was of that. there anything to do with the the uh, dropping down of of water by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, as as we're on the list as leaders, we might, like, there's not a lot to feedback. But as a couple of things, um, one is how positive the feedback was on uh, Cara Moore's presentation yesterday on the power of napping and and how it uh, was a, a much appreciated as a topic how people kind of engaged with it because we all kind of understand it. Well, we now understand increasingly, thanks to Cara's input, how important it is. Um, but but also the, the fact that it's it made sense from a health and well-being, you know, kind of intuitively makes sense from a health and well-being perspective. I have to say, for the fourth time in four days, uh, yesterday I did have my nap scheduled in and took it yesterday afternoon um, and, and managed to get through the rest of the day positively. So there was comments on that, so that would be number one. Um, I think it was Patrick who uh, pointed out yesterday that it was International Jazz Day. So bearing in mind from the music <laughs> topic of last week, uh, he was keen to point out that I shouldn't miss the fact that it was International Jazz Day. Uh, knowing Patrick, that was done with a fairly heavy do dose of sarcasm, but well intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and comments um, from people like Siobhan about uh, on the video of me spilling water all over myself during one of the shows earlier this week. I think she said something like, you look super cool. And I'm assuming she didn't actually mean super cool, cool. I think she meant <laughs> wet and cold. <laughs> so so this week's kind of contributions to the um, the listeners as leaders are much more lighthearted. And that's really cool. Really happy to kind of go. Yeah. Over. You know, reflections, helpful, great. And we'll play those back as we get them. Uh, there was one additional thing. I can't remember who this came from. But earlier in the week, we talked about Trello being one of the software mm. platforms for productivity. Somebody talked about another one, I, I, forgive me, I can't remember who it was, but about Helm, H-E-L-M, that might be an alternative for people to explore. So we have mm. no affiliation to Trello, but uh, again, forgive me, can't remember off the top of my head who mentioned Helm as another one to think about. It may have been Patrick actually, but so that's something else perhaps that, that somebody's contributed. This is the, what we're talking about. When we talk about listeners as leaders, it's leading the community by helping add value to the community. Um, and whether that's adding value in a light-hearted kind of way, which is important and really valuable and something I, I very much value, or it's in something technical that you can add. So, yeah, listen, a great, great example. And thank you, everyone, for contributing. Please continue to do that. So if you're new, don't be shy. We would we would recognise that leadership is requires you to step up and step in at times and stepping up and stepping in, giving feedback, offering an idea, commenting on something that's for us a manifestation of your leadership. So uh, that's really cool. So yeah, there was a lot in there actually, it was really good. Brilliant, no, it's been a good week's contributions and yes, it's good that, you could be, good that you could be some of the crux of that, of that funny banter. No, I wouldn't say. have planned it that way to be fair, but um, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> um, brilliant, so the next is the leadership 
well um mm. tends to be the leadership well which we can come back to once I've, if i've gone through the agenda yeah. then um food for thought um so a typical topic of the day whether it be productivity we obviously discussed well-being yesterday um and then today tends to be our reflections and wrap up for the week mm. um and then we have our unique coaching corner which is led by dad um which tends to be some key questions on the on that particular food for thought topic um just to get you to take away those um, particular questions and feedback to us whether you you know whether you find them useful but to take them away personally to to answer those questions and keep reflecting on them yeah. over the coming days yeah. then finally we have our call to action which is where, wherever you can find us on our social media platforms and what we've got coming up in the next few days Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. So people have got to kind of signpost, set a signpost around the areas that we're going to walk through. I think one of the things I would just uh, throw in in terms of the coaching corner is I think that's one of the things that differentiates this show from others, which is, you know, we're trying to encourage you as listeners to actually do some work on yourself, on your situation in order to make it better. And at the end of the show, for those that are new, um, you'll be well advised to grab a pen and some paper because we're going to walk you through some coaching questions that you can actually begin to answer as part of the show. But we'll also post those questions up onto uh, the Facebook page and then you can take a little bit of more, more time later in the day to uh, fulfill, fill those out a little bit more completely. Um, the other lovely thing about Coaching Corner is when we've had guests on the show, as we did with Kari yesterday, um, we're encouraging the guests to take Coaching Corner. And I love seeing the kind of questions that other coaches ask. Uh, and we had a great session yesterday with Kara walking us through. And if you haven't seen those, they're up on the Facebook page. Um, from yesterday so that's that's really super okay um so we've done our li listeners as leaders uh and today's um leadership well so as georgia said every day we try and give you a different type of resource or a different category of resource um sometimes funny sometimes inspiring sometimes deep and thoughtful uh and and sort of a range of of those things over the week um that you don't have to either uh, be aligned with your way of thinking. They might challenge your way of thinking. They might bring a different perspective, or there might just be something you've not thought about. And what we're trying to do again is just broaden those perspectives. Friday is Film Friday, so um, I, I do really like uh, the Leadership World piece of the show as well. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Um, so it's films. Now we've gone from the highly inspirational to the highly light and frothy and you might want to have a look at this over the weekend because it's off time um what have we got for what have we got for today's film where, where, where would you say the categories of the films that we've selected would fall light frothy inspirational educational <laughs> no uh no not any of the above um okay. i would say thriller murder Ooh. All of this stuff, maybe that um, it well, it, it's actually quite lighthearted in places. I think okay. they actually make do a brilliant, brilliant job of making it lighthearted. It, I mean, I don't know how lighthearted you could make it, but it, it comes across that way and it's brilliantly okay. done. And um, it's well, Killing us, Eve, the TV who, series. Okay, what's it called? Sorry, I spoke over you accidentally. Killing Eve. Killing, Killing Eve. Okay. Um, Brilliant program. BBC One is the portal that holds it. I mean, is the program is on there, but it's also obviously stored on the BBC iPlayer, which is where we watch it. And I, it's it's an interesting storyline. Um, she is a serial. There's a serial murderer, um, and it is 
how the, the relationship between her and the detective that's trying to find her um, and tries to effect, trying to put her in prison or trying to capture her, right. question her, to understand what, what how she sits as part of a broader network. Right. Um, so I would highly recommend it. It's, actually, it's brilliant. It's, they're on series three now. Oh, okay. um, but it's got the likes of Sandra Oh, who used to be in Grey's Anatomy, and Jodie Comer, um, who's an English actress. But it's right. written by uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is a really well now a very well-known writer um, yeah. who's right. done a couple of really brilliant, um, really brilliant uh, series okay. on BBC One. Cool. So Killing Eve would be a, a strong recommendation for you. A little dark for you, I've got to say. It's not quite um, Frozen or some of the other uh, parent crap. But, um, <laughs> but uh, again, joking aside, that's something about this rounded, you know, it's about the roundedness of kind of mm. the authors in this space, right? Um, I'm going to go with something that uh, is a little more dated. Oh, dear. Uh, has, uh, I get a lot of stick from in, my fa in the family for this particular film because it's the only, pretty much the only film that I've ever watched more than once. Um, because I don't tend to do that uh, willingly, at least. I don't tend to like to watch films over again. But I can honestly say that uh, in my sort of early sporting career as a kind of late teenager, early 20s, um, and I'm making no apologies for, the, for this particular selection of films, uh, it was the Rocky series, um, but most particularly Rocky Three. So I can honestly say that I must have seen that film about uh, 20 times, which for me is kind of like extreme. <laughs> um, but uh, there is something about, and those of you that were uh, on the, uh, heard last Friday's show, I picked a, a film called Rudy, which was about a, a guy's struggle with uh, getting to Notre Dame to play American football at Notre Dame University. And I think the Rocky film has a lot of that, you know, it's the underdog, uh, it's the struggle, uh, and it's about sort of ultimately succeeding, although that success isn't about the victory itself, it's about victory over other things like self-belief self, um, issues and some of those things. So I think it's really, it's, it's, a deeper pro, it's a deeper film than certainly you might give it credit for, George. <laughs> Because, <laughs> bearing in mind, you were brought up probably watching it every other week. Um, but it's it, just as a bit of fun, I would throw in uh, Rocky Three, uh, find, <laughs> find it, access it, and watch it 20 times. I would strongly urge you to do that. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Um, okay, today's uh, food, food for thought uh, is, as you rightly said, the topic of Friday is typically about uh, reflection and review. We made a distinction between um, review being just about what happened uh, at so it's the what and then reflection being about how it happened and why it happened and understanding things at a little bit more sort of depth and then there's the kind of plan action planning that comes off the back of that today i want to try and encourage people to reflect on their week through the lens of strengths so i, I think we can review the the week um typically in, in lots of ways actually but we can review and reflect often in, with a focus on what didn't go well. And if you think about traffic lights um, with red, well, red, amber, green, but in that order, so red, amber, green, I think very often we might review, I'm gonna use the traffic lights as a metaphor here. I think we often review our week from the red, what didn't go right, what was, what, what, where did we fail, where did we fall short? through to, you know, um, there might be some pieces around, okay, what might we learn from that? So we might call those kind of amber reviews and actually spending a relatively little amount of time on the kind of green areas and not just what was positive, 
but actually how did people bring strengths and bring you know great performance to the week i think very often in organizations in my experience with leaders and teams that doesn't get enough uh um, focus and so actually i'm going to ask people to review their week in a different order which is green first and then amber and then perhaps some of those red things it's not to deny that the, the red things are there it's just trying to flip that on your head because a strengths-based leadership approach is built on the premise that people will engage more they'll perform better um, and they'll stay longer in your team and your organization if you're applying a strengths-based approach and i think there is a psyche that many of us adopt where it's easier for us to think about our weaknesses than it is about our strengths. Now, I'm not going to do a long piece here on the background of strengths-based approaches, but the work of Clifton, uh, Roth, Peter Drucker, who's a very well-known kind of OD specialist, you know, that many of them have spoken about the importance of strengths. I'm going to just give you some numbers just, just to sort of hammer home the points, I guess. Um, depending on the data that you read and the source, right? But there's somewhere between an eight and an 18% increase in performance, um, improving employee engagement by somewhere between seven and 23%, which is a massive jump uh, in employee engagement, uh, improvement in customer metrics by up to 10%. Again, huge kind of uplift if you are focusing on customers particularly. Um, Increased citizenship behavior, which I think is really interesting, particularly at this point in time. You know, are we increasingly able to demonstrate behaviors that would show good organizational citizenship? I think it's really important. But, but, but the highest number, but I'm not sure about the, the least important, but the highest number um, is about people staying with your team or staying with your, in, with your organization. If you have an issue with that, then using a strengths-based approach is going to have somewhere between a 20 and 73% impact, which I think is really amazing. So just I don't normally do stats, and I think because all contexts are very different, that I'm not sure how helpful they are. But just to give you a range of impacts that using a strengths-based approach might have, and therefore reviewing your week from a strengths-based lens might begin to have on your team or that leadership context. Um, what's what's your experience with the organisation that you're that you're working with in terms of do they come from that sort of red amber green? So is it kind of we're looking at the weaknesses and the areas for development sort of in that order, or, or is it more of a strengths based kind of approach to things? Um, I think interestingly, I from an what's, how would you sort of summarise it broad, you know, broadly? Yeah, so I think the organisation organization I'm working with not for at the moment are very good at finding positivity like and I know we're getting to that next week but are really good at finding the strengths in people's work mm -hmm. and they are one of their values is core to that which is to make sure that you are promoting the the good first and then we will delve into the the detail and where you can make improvements and probably so the amber I would then think right. is, yeah. is going into that they are really very good at that, um, and I have appreciated their, that lens. I think we don't, uh, it's not that we don't do that. I think we uh, we definitely try to embed it within our day-to-day -day practices. Mm. I think the thing that we do do is 
the ragging, so the red, amber, greening of our activities. Right. So that's how we get the strengths or weaknesses of the team by seeing if there are, and that's probably not how it should work. Right. Um, but that is how, that's the only time in which you see a more coloured um, prioritisation yeah. or um, or a, you know, a status update of yeah. how people are doing is, is by activity, not by person particularly. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that's um, absolutely understandable. Um, excuse me, just one sec. Um, uh, there's something about. Um, sorry, I just lost you for a minute there. Um, the, I think, understandably, if there's sort of mission critical stuff, you could understand why going red, amber, green makes sense in terms yeah. of. So you, you wouldn't want things to break down, and I think that's quite a, uh, I think you've raised a really important point. In the early days of how people were talking about a strengths-based approach, one of the things that um, I think got misrepresented was only focus on your strengths and you don't have to worry about your weaknesses. That's become a much more sophisticated messaging over time, which is it's not about ignoring your weaknesses or ignoring those critically uh, difficult parts. It's actually about acknowledging them, but using your strengths to improve the areas uh, that need developing. So it's actually leveraging, that's how you can kind of, I think that's how a, a lovely way to make improvement, which is leveraging the strengths that you've got yeah. in order to pull those areas of weakness. If you've got an area that is tripping you up, you know, yeah. big time in terms of your career or the team's performance, ignoring yeah. weaknesses, I think is not gonna get you, you know, you're gonna continue to be tripped up by those weaknesses, right? Yeah, and I, I think that there is, even, there isn't so much, at least from a corporate perspective, or at least the environment that I work in, we don't focus on people's weaknesses per se. It's, mm. It is actually more picking up people's strengths. They know, they kind of can understand where our strengths are, where we, you know, where our skill set lies, and they will harness that as and when our skills are right. needed. And so therefore they are picking on our strengths yeah. in order to drive important and valuable outputs. Yeah. Um, so that therefore there is that, I guess there is that lens of strengths and weaknesses, but the weaknesses aren't brought out in an, in a conversation and openly they are kind of for us to um, develop on or to be aware of as, as we're working. They're not, they're not necessarily visible for everybody else. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think that's uh, you hit another important point, which is a leader's job is to know their team really well and to be able to mm. profile that team's, strengths and understand what those strengths are in order that they can uh, resource projects or resource tasks based on the strengths of the individuals. Now we came back, um, yeah. if we roll back three weeks, I think it was when we were talking about different leadership styles, you know, one of the things to think about is, you know, what do you know of your team? What do you know about their respective sort of strengths and areas for development? And how can you provide stretch? How can you delegate the things that you can delegate um, yeah the furthest you know the as far down the food chain uh, to use a very in inglorious term but as far down the food chain as you can to give somebody some developmental stretch and the best way of them achieving yeah. that is to, to ensure that you're giving them tasks that play to their strengths yeah. if you think about the, the, the upside in terms of confidence that you might get uh, from being given a task that plays to your strengths becomes a kind of virtuous circle. So you've yeah. got the idea that, well, I'm good at that. I'm given that job. 
Um, I guess one of the challenges is how do you get a uh, how do you get away from in your organisation being pigeonholed with mm-hmm. a certain set of strengths that doesn't then perhaps give you exposure to a wider group. What do you, can you give us any sort of feedback on that? And I've got some ideas uh, too, but I think it's yeah. an interesting challenge, genuine challenge for organisations and busy leaders because it's easy to go. George is great at this. We'll give that to George, and then all of the stuff like that ends up with you because it plays to a set of strengths that you might have. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think I think again, similar to what we've discussed, is your own development is down to you as a, at least really. that's my view of it. Yep. So it's down to you as a person. So if you need, if you feel like you're being pigeonholed, if you drive it, you know, driving your own your own changes to mm. work on your own weaknesses. Yeah. And so it would be talking to your line manager or talking to your career coach like we have or um, openly kind of going out and trying to find new opportunities that will help develop your strengths. I think that's certainly something that I've done before. I have been pigeonholed into a particular area mm. um, and it's, and people are brilliant at promoting you to, to move around. I think it's the openness of also the leaders to to not you know to not pigeonhole people they yeah. do need to make sure that especially at a more junior level you yeah. are you are able to flexibly move around the different areas so that they have a brilliant overview of transformation which yeah. is what we what we specialize in yeah so i think it's it's a two-way two-way street the openness of the leader to flexibly move people and understand that people do need to move especially more junior grades where you're not an expert in a particular area yet and also it's the, the onus is also on the individual to make sure that they are getting that experience and, and seeking it yeah. Um, themselves. Yeah, I think it's fa- that's a fab answer. I can't add anything to that. That was, you've taken the words literally right out of my mouth. So that's good. So we'll move on. Um, so I think in, in summary, there's a couple of things uh, that I would um, recommend to people. Is, is one, there is, I, I'm not going to do this because I'm just mindful of time. But if I asked you to to list your areas of weakness, if you were like many people, you might find that a lot easier than listing areas of strengths. And that is, I think it's a cultural thing as uh, as well as a learnt thing um, in the sense that I think we learn to be a bit more reserved about some of uh, our areas of strengths. Um, so there are all sorts of reasons for that. But there are plenty of tools online that you can go and do a strengths-based uh, review free of charge or at very low cost and, and again we can put the links to some of those onto the Facebook page but I think there is something about starting with an awareness of what your strengths are and this mm-hmm. um, reviewing your week from a strengths-based lens I think really helps with that I genuinely think over time that ability to review and reflect on your week through us through a lens of you know what's gone well and what strengths have I bought and what strengths have my team bought does two things it makes you more self-aware and it also to your point makes you more aware of the strengths of the team so I think awareness is is really important I think then trying to give people opportunities to develop those strengths because that becomes that virtuous cycle circle that we talked about is again another thing to think about can you help as the leader you know people engage in tasks uh, and performance that's aligned to their strengths and skill set um, and then also ensuring that you're giving them chance to grow uh, and and put and stretch because you've you've also kind of understood the areas that they might need to develop. And if there are critical weaknesses, that also you've got a plan in place to help people do that. And I, and I think this, I think the COVID lockdown 
is probably a really, really good experience in the sense that it's, it's clearly a terrible experience. But in terms of leadership and learning, there will be very, very few situations like this, fingers crossed, that leaders have to go through in their entire career. This is so extreme. And one of the things that you might want to look back on is how have you coped as a leader well? What strengths have you brought to this situation that have been really, really helpful? And what areas of weakness has it thrown up for, for you? And, and equally, what has that done for your team in relation to that? So I think that's a couple of things I would uh, recommend that you have a think about because this is such a unique, uh, um, with any, with, as I say, with fingers firmly crossed, such an, a unique situation that we've all been through, looking at how you respond in extremis is really telling. Uh, one of the things I just want to touch on before we, we go into the coaching corner is that you can have strengths that you overplay. So I know that I have a strength where um, I'm quite analytical, but I can analyse things quite quickly. And I think sometimes, as just as an example of this, you can overplay strengths. And I think sometimes I don't take enough time to assimilate all the possible options because I can quite quickly see a route through. So that's just, I'm just holding up a personal example of an overplayed strength. Right. And people who say that they're quite detail oriented, for example, and overplayed strength might be that that errs on the on the sort of verge of perfectionism and yeah. you don't get things done. So strengths are need to be handled quite carefully. Uh, in that. So it's a really it's, it's a lovely concept. It's very positive. It has very positive benefits for the team and the organization uh, and the leadership context that you're in. Uh, I would strongly urge you to have a think about reviewing and reflecting using that kind of strengths-based approach. Um, we can put some further links onto the, uh, onto the um, Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to just give you some coaching questions to have a think about now. So if you've got your pen and paper at the ready, uh, I just want to give you a, a way of sort of role modeling or practicing um, a review of the week, or at least of your performance, uh, based on a kind of strengths-based lens, if you like. Okay, so um, as we said, for those of you that might be new, you're not going to get time to answer these questions in full. Um, perhaps just bullet point them or put down a word or two. And then we'll put the questions up onto uh, the Facebook page and you can have a little bit more time over the day to, to reflect on them more fully. So question number one, what's gone well this week for you and or your team? What's gone well for you and or your team this week? Question number two, which strengths did you employ the most often? Which strengths that you have did you employ most often? Question number three. How did your strengths positively impact a key project or task or leadership responsibility that you had? How did your strengths positively impact a project, a task or a leadership responsibility that you have? Next question. What unique contribution did you make 
what unique contribution did you make? Next question, which is more of an amber question. What's the next level of thinking that you need to do? What's the next level of thinking that you need to do in relation to that project, that task or that leadership responsibility? And again, just as an example, final question, uh, but probably from the red category, um, what's missing from the picture so far? What's missing from the picture so far in rela relation to what you did, in relation to the project, the task, or your leadership responsibility? So there's a kind of gap question, really. Either what did you not do, what did you fail to do, but, but, but addressed as what's missing from that picture so far. So there are, that's the, the end of that, that kind of coaching corner, but you can see how we started in the green. We're asking you to reflect on, you know, what went well, what strengths you brought, what, what were the sort of positives, but, but balancing it with, with also questions around, okay, what do you need to do next? And actually, where were the criticalities that you kind of missed out on? So it's quite a different and quite engaging way of, of uh, reflecting. And I think what we tend to find is that people are more open and more honest about the red areas if they've uh, had a little bit of a warm up and a reflection through some of the areas that they've done well. So yeah. I strongly recommend um, strengths-based approach generally. I really like it. It's not, uh, it's not a panacea to all situations that leaders face, but it's a nice way of looking at helping your team move forward um, uh, and reflecting on your week definitely through that lens, I think can be really helpful. George, do you want to give people a little signpost in terms of where they can find us and uh, encourage people to in continue to engage um, and then we can let people crack on with their day? Yeah, so um, thanks very much again for another fabulous week, everybody. Um, I think then for finding us for these recordings, if you've missed anything this week, please go to Spotify, Stitcher or iTunes. You can find all of these recordings on those particular platforms. Um, and we'd love to see more people, even more people using using them and watching them. Yeah, that, and there are under success ID, by the way. So they won't find under success briefing. Uh, there will be a success yeah. ID podcast on those platforms. Brilliant. And there's many other podcasts that you'd pre you'd recorded prior to, to this pandemic that people could look at. Um, we obviously had some fabulous guests this week. So thank you to those people who've, who've come on and, and given their expertise and some fabulous tips. That's been brilliant. Um, and I think, yeah, going forward, any of the resources that we've, we've spoken about today, any of those particular strength-based approaches or questions that we ask will be posted on our Facebook page. And we really look forward to seeing you on Monday at 8.15 for our yeah. next yeah. briefing. Yeah, moving into the final week. So that's um, so that'll be interesting to sort of see how we kind of the, the topics that we bring up for for next week. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. I hope that you've taken some useful uh, elements away for the rest of your day. Have a brilliant weekend. Keep safe. Keep well. Lead brilliantly. And Georgia and I will, as she said, see you Monday bright and early, 8.15. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.
Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.